are listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I'm Tiny. Sitting across from me is John Long. Hello. I don't suppose I could get a Santa Fe chicken and a Texas tuna melt. (laughs) (laughs) You busy? No. Where did that come from? Are you just craving Raleigh Folly? <laughs> My, we were on our way to pick up pizza tonight, and uh-huh. I don't know how. For some reason, we were like, "Man, I wish we could get Raleigh Folly." <laughs> so, <laughs> what's weird about it is on Facebook the other day, somebody was like, "You should reopen Raleigh Folly," and I was like, I "Never." Can, <laughs> I was like, "I can put you in touch with the people so you can reopen it." <clears throat> that led me down to a web down a web rabbit hole. And apparently, as of 2001, there's only 27 roly-poly franchises left in the world. Huh. How about yeah. that? So, 27 locations. Where's yeah. the nearest one? Homewood. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think it's the last one in Alabama. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, but uh, I led the way in crumbling <laughs> that franchise, apparently. <laughs> well, how many were operating when you were in business? I think it was 200. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So well, I'm sure COVID probably didn't do oh, any yeah. favors. No, that did no favors for any restaurant, yeah. really. So, yeah. And in fact, I feel like every single restaurant we see these days, either one they've just opened up in the last couple of years, or two they are survivors. Sure, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those uh, the people who made it through. I'm proud of them. The yeah. Royal Buffet. Oh yeah. At the end of the road. Sure. Bulletproof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that place. They You'll live. never get them. No, they live inside that place. <laughs> In fact, I suggested eating there on Sunday, and they just shot it down. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole family did except Hudson. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, you went on a little vacation. I did. We're recording a little late because right. I spent uh, a week. In a redneck paradise sure. called Pigeon Forge. That's right. We call it the white man's paradise. <laughs> okay. I was trying to be a little bit more it's PC. Okay. It's okay. Our African-American brothers and sisters who've been to Pigeon Forge know that's the mecca for white people <laughs> in the Southeast. <laughs> I was in Dollywood. Okay. Uh, we, we, My mom, she bought us like two-day passes. Oh, sweet. So we spent two days in Dollywood. First of all... Way better than I remember. Dollywood's awesome. It has. It had been. Uh, I was thirteen the last time I was in Dollywood, okay. and they had one roller coaster. They had like the River Rampage mm-hmm. and the Log Flume, and then I think all the rest of it was fair rides. Okay. These days they got like fifteen or so roller coasters. It's a pretty good sized park. Yeah. Park now, huh? But uh, yeah, I want to say it was like noon the second day, and I had seen like a few. Uh, well, I don't know what ethnicity they were from, but I only seen like two gay black dudes. Okay, <laughs> so, so well, I was like, John's right. When he <laughs> just why this is the redneck, but Mecca. <laughs> the our uh, our gay friends love Dolly. Oh yeah. well, Dolly is like she's super LGBT. She's fr- yeah, she's yeah. a friend of the gays, an ally. Is that yeah. how they say it? Yeah, an ally. I yeah. think that's right. Yeah, so. Yeah, that makes sense that that lines up, that they would go visit Dollywood, her mm-hmm. theme park. I'm so old, I remember when it was Silver Dollar City. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. So, it, so it was a, a 
It was an amusement park that she bought yeah. and then changed it? Yeah, she okay, changed I Dollywood. Did, I didn't know that. Have I told you about, uh, I think it was Dollywood. It could have been Opryland. Out getting lost and separated no. in there for a day, pretty much. <laughs> for a day. So when All I right. was probably in seventh grade, my friend Chad Sims, shout out to Chad. I'm sure he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> and I and his sisters, which... His oldest sister, Susan, I had the biggest crush on in the world. She was like equal to Kelly Kapowski to me at that time. Right. They invited me to go on vacation with them, and we all rode in the back of a pickup truck with a cab <laughs> on it, <laughs> with a with a, a camper shell on it. Back when America was strong, and yeah. you could do that kind right. of thing. Yeah, <laughs> before we cared about kids <laughs> flying out during an accident. All the way, I want to say it was Dollywood, and we went, and we were like, you know, at the games or something, and I turned around to do something, and mm-hmm. I turned back around, and they were gone. <laughs> and I was just by myself. So being a scout, I was like, All right, I should stay right here. You know, they're, they will come back to the last place they saw me, you know? Right. That lasted for probably what in my mind was two hours, more than likely 15, 20 There's minutes. There's way too much fun yeah. stuff to get distracted to stay in yeah. one place. So I spent the rest of the day really just kind of roaming around. I rode some rides, and I was like, <laughs> we'll bump into each other again. <laughs> Maybe they're on the burning in- inferno or sure. whatever. Yeah. And my plan was, like, when it's quitting time, I will go to where the truck was, yeah. and they will be there, you know? Because I was like, you can't waste a day just standing around in no. Dollywood. Yeah, and so I gotta go mine for gems. Sure, yeah, I gotta go to the blacksmith's place and make me a bolt knife. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm gonna eat some saltwater taffy <laughs> while I'm here. We're gonna have a good day. Take in a show. Sure, yeah, <laughs> country bear jamboree or whatever it is. Yeah. So yeah, I got lost. Uh, shout out to Chad Sims. Hmm. Yeah, good dude. By the way, I really like him. Yeah, we rode in the back of a pickup truck with a camper shell, like <laughs> 300 miles on the interstate. Me and him and uh, his sister and Jennifer Graham and his other sister. I can't remember who she brought. So there was like six kids in the back of a pickup truck. (laughs) I think we had like a camper mattress in there or something to stay on. Yeah. Uh It's pretty cool. Good times. Good times. Yeah. (laughs) Well, what do you guys for as uh, news this week? Well, I got a a story. We're going to talk about some Olympic games that are going to happen. Uh we're going to talk about a swimming competition, and we're going to talk about a lady who's very upset about working. Okay. Yeah. What about you? I have a story about four loco. Okay. I have a story about a fee that one restaurant has added for certain patrons to their establishment. Okay. But I want to start with this one. Italian woman wins court case to evict her two sons. Age 40 and 42. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, you said that your mom loves you. Sure. I believe that. Yeah. I think everybody, but do you think she would evict you, or do you think you could just live with your mom for forever? I I think I could move back in with my mom now and live for forever. Uh-huh. I don't know from like 20 to 40 if she would have tolerated me. Yeah. I feel like culturally, mm-hmm. there's kind of a... a Period in the middle of a man's life where it's like, no, you got to get yeah. out. <laughs> no, you're doing a little too much, buddy. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to go check the mail on your Playboy subscriptions in there. <laughs> you got to go get all that out. That's right. Yeah. 
the proportion of Italian adults still living with their parents has long been high, but one mother was forced to take drastic action after her two sons, both of them, both in their 40s, refused to abandon the comforts of the family home. The woman, 75, from the northern city of Pavia, I'm guessing that's what sure, that no, is. Sure, no, you nailed it. That's exactly right. <laughs> had grown weary of having to maintain her sons, 40 and 42, and on several occasions tried to convince them to find a more autonomous living arrangement, especially as each had a job. But neither of them wanted to know, she said, according to a report in the local newspaper, La Provincia Praves. Beautiful. I mean, they could just move out and move in with each other. Yeah, right. They'd be roommates. But then they wouldn't have mama... Cooking their yeah, meals, mama cooking and doing <laughs> their laundry, their changing their sheets on their bed, yeah, vacuuming, sure, cleaning the house, yeah, yeah, picking up those crusty socks. <laughs> the mother was also annoyed that her sons did not contribute to the household expenses or chores. The newspaper reported, so she took them to court, culminating with a judge, Samoa Catterby. Sympathizing with her plight and issuing an eviction order against the men. Okay. Man, that's got to be rough, getting evicted by your mama. Very rough. Can't say they didn't deserve it. Sure. There were probably some conversations that led up, you know, like, hey, it's time to move on. They're probably good. The least you can do is contribute your portion of the rent or whatever. Yeah, you got to pitch in on some bills around here. Y'all got jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, um, I did watch uh, this morning. Uh, what's the preacher's name? Vadi. What is his name? He's a black guy. He's got a beard. He's awesome. That he, name sounds familiar. Yeah, I can't remember his last name. Huh. Anyways, he was pointing out that Isaiah lived at home until he was forty. So in the Bible, <laughs> it's like you might want to be prepared for that. <laughs> Are you going to follow the Bible or not? And I was like. Probably not in this the, instance. The weird thing is, is that you have kids, and it's not like you can make them sign some kind of agreement when they're babies. Yeah, especially true. seeing as that you're the reason they're there. Yeah, in the world they didn't choose with. to be here. <laughs> I chose for them to be here. Yes, there needs to be some kind of age of accountability. <laughs> Where they're okay now. Yeah, you were our responsibility, but now you're not yeah. anymore. <laughs> right? I think yeah. You, uh, I think you should try to raise your kids to be independent, and I think some people have trouble with that. I yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think we have some trouble with that right around here. If I'm <laughs> we, being honest, we do at my house a little bit too. <laughs> we do, and yeah, but I think that should be the goal. Is hey, I'm trying to turn you into an adult here. Yeah, and you're going to have to do a lot of things by yourself. It's like I love you, and I love all the fun stuff we do together, but. The point of this is for me to make you yeah. into a responsible adult. Right. Yeah. That that's can fend for one. yourself. Yeah. And hopefully, fingers crossed, you can go out and be an ambassador for the kingdom of God. Right. Yeah. 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 In a couple of weeks, all our kids are going to their yearly checkup at the pediatrician. Probably be Thomas's last time to go there. I don't know when they boot you out of the pediatrician, <laughs> but he's 18. Uh, by themselves, like mm-hmm. we're like, hey, y'all go, y'all handle, y'all can talk, you can listen, you can understand. It's, I mean, there's nothing wrong. I mean, of course, there's a lot wrong with Hudson, <laughs> right? <laughs> Medically, yes, but nothing that should come up during that that would be alarming that we need to be there holding their hand for, right? So, yeah, you got to do things like that with them. So, it says here that uh, almost seventy percent of people in Italy aged between eighteen and thirty four still live at home with their parents, according to twenty twenty two data. 
72.6% of men and 66% of women. Hmm. Uh, sound, I mean, sounds like a lot of them could just get together. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's the problem here? Do they not have Tinder over there? I don't know. Uh, a 2019 study found that of the young adults living at home, 36.5% are, are students. 38.2% had a job, and 23.7% were searching for one. Okay. And I am editorially going to put quotation marks around searching. searching. <laughs> I'm putting in applications, Bob. Nobody's calling me back. McDonald's didn't call. <laughs> I need some lasagna. <laughs> I just didn't want to do that job. Yeah. That, that's not, I don't want to box myself in. I would say, like, eating your mom's cooking all the time. Mm-hmm. It, 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 there's some appeal to that. Oh, know? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love my wife. She's not a great cook. <laughs> I think I think cooking is a lost art. Oh, yeah. To a large degree. Yeah. You know? Well, when we first got married, Deidre would throw down in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. They do that when you're... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> when you're dating. They're fatting you up, <laughs> is what that is. They're like, we're going to get you a little plump so no other woman looks at you. Yeah. Yeah. Or I felt like it was like, hey, this meat pie that you like so much, you like that. Wouldn't you... Wouldn't it be nice to if I fix this yeah, all the time? All the time for you. Yes. They don't tell you that two years after you say I do, it's gonna yeah. be, well, that's not healthy, it's not good for you. I'm not <laughs> making it no more. No, it's just Deidre's just I'm tired. I don't feel like cooking, you know. <laughs> right. And I'm like, Well, I'm a man, I don't cook, you know, like that's your job. <laughs> that's woman's work. Yeah, that's in the Bible. It's your job. <laughs> Aren't you a Proverbs 31 woman? <laughs> Are you or ain't you? <laughs> but also, I don't like, I'm not a foodie guy. You know, yeah. I mean, I love good food. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but I can eat crap. I've eaten at like summer camps for half of my life, you know, just right. slop, <laughs> you know, doesn't bother me. Yeah, I was single for a lot of years and I yeah. didn't starve. No, right. I live on Chex Mix <laughs> and chocolate milk. and a lot of cereal. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> So I'm fine with it. Like if she's like, well, we're going to eat hamburger, you know, frozen patty hamburgers on the George Foreman grill, which Sounds is delicious. what we did tonight. <laughs> so she burned them. <laughs> I was about to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the George Foreman have a little red light Well, that tells you when to take them off? I don't. It has a red light, I think, that tells you when it's heated up. Okay. Well, at least ours does. But mm-hmm. the problem is, is if you go sit in the living room and get on your phone <laughs> and don't pay attention at all, at all yeah. and you're expecting me to go in there and look at them, <laughs> when I did not head up this meal, I didn't plan this meal, this is your responsibility, right. then they're going to burn. And I could eat a burned hamburger. doesn't bother me at all. Not to pile on. But can't you get on your phone in the kitchen? Absolutely. You can't. <laughs> it's not like the living room is the only place you can look no, at your phone. It's the only place Wi-Fi works. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, I was like, how long have them burgers been on the grill? She's like, well, I took off two earlier, and Thomas is eating one now, and Hudson's supposed to come down to eat his, but he had not got down here. You can eat that one. I was like, no, I'll wait my turn. I, was like, I just want him to be burnt. It's fine. <laughs> And when she finally took them off, she was like, boy, they shrunk up a lot. I was like, imagine that. 
And none of it matters. I don't care. You know, like if she were to listen to this, Deidre, you know I don't care. I'm just making jokes. Like it's just funny that it happened. It was like smoke billowing out of the kitchen. That was great. It's gonna be good. We're gonna grease stains on our roof. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Anyways, back to the Italians. Yeah, that was uh I think that was it. it They're just living that, at uh, home. And they had to get evicted. Uh, Kudos to mom in that scenario, I agree. Says that people who still live at home like long into adulthood are sometimes referred to as, and I can't, I'm, I'm going to get this wrong. Come I'm going to butcher this. Bambosini. Sure. Which is uh, Italian for big babies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first time this term was ever used was uh, in 2007 by an Italian politician to mock adults still living with their parents. <laughs> So that's a good way to get votes. <laughs> he was he was probably the Donald Trump of oh, Italy, sure. Italian <laughs> politics. That's true, probably so. You know, uh, and I think probably some of it's cultural too. You know, yeah. But I, Italians are big on family. Mm-hmm. Us whites are not so much. And honestly, I mean, probably the uh, shrinking middle class and inflation has uh, done nothing to help yeah. this out. But the fact that you can't rent an apartment in, mm-hmm. well, at least in Tuscaloosa for less than $1,000 a month in a decent area. yeah. And, and honestly, and I mean, this isn't in the article, but there's probably a lot of situations where there are men and women living with their parents and they are paying yeah, their fair share, right. but it takes all of them sure. working a job to make yeah. whatever payments they're having to make on this living situation they have. We had a buddy who him and his wife moved in back in with their parents mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I don't think they paid anything at all. And they like painted a bunch of stuff in my house. <laughs> That's a funny story. <laughs> it's a very funny story. I don't want to get too deep into it. That's a whole other podcast for a whole other day. I don't want to get found out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other podcast for a whole other day. But, you know, I would I would move back in with my parents. I think we would probably all three drive each other up the wall, though. Right. You know? Like they're probably so used to doing their thing. Mm hmm. Which a lot of my parents' thing is just helping us out with the kids. I feel bad. I feel like I've taken advantage of them for a long time. Mm-hmm. Just like pick up the kids and stuff. So I try to not make them do as much. And then my mom's like, I feel like you don't ever need me anymore to do anything. And I'm like, well. Well, that means you're a good mom. Yeah. <laughs> you, did, like, you did your job. <laughs> I just want you to be able to relax. Like all you've done your whole life is care for other people and help other people. Just chill out and, and do what you want to do. Yeah. You know? But she's got a servant's heart, mm-hmm. which somebody told me once, if you're ever at church and they tell you you got a servant's heart, get prepared because they're about to ask you to do something. <laughs> so I can see myself moving in with my brother. Yeah. Like there's a small part of me that thinks it would be kind of awesome. I bet it would Just be. playing video games you and, and watching Hall? anime all day. Yeah, watching him time. <laughs> well, we're not together. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, I really, no disrespect to my mom. I love my mom, but yeah. we are so different. Yeah. I would not want to, I would like to, that part of my life to be done with. You should like to visit every once in a while. <laughs> yes. you, you and Brad go over for a visit. <laughs> then go back Or home. better yet, they come over here for a visit. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then y'all play Super Smash Brothers and have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can get that. That's cool. All right, well, let's... Uh, I don't know where we want to start here. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off. Uh, got a story from theblaze.com. 
<laughs> One of my favorite websites. <laughs> Everyone knows I love Glenn Beck. You can always count on the Blaze. It's fair and balanced. Okay. <laughs> if you want to get your news, you get it from the Blaze. All yes. right. Uh, a 50-year-old man competes against 13-year-old girls in a swimming competition. Huh. A 15-year-old man was allowed to compete against teenage girls in a regional swimming competition in Canada after swimming officials said they were simply going with the national swimming guidelines. Is this one of those uh, identify-as stories? Oh, yeah. Where no. people get to do whatever they want as long as they... Look at it. He's identifying. <laughs> you look at that picture. Well, he's not identifying as a teenager. No. <laughs> he's he's trying. Yeah. He's apparently identifying as a very unattractive woman. <laughs> a man named Nicholas J. Sapita, who goes by Melody Wiseheart, competed against young girls aged 13 to 17 at the Richmond Hill Aquatic Center's Fall Classic, hosted at the Markham Pan Am Center near Toronto, Canada. Sapita competed against nine other female swimmers, all of whom were 13 or 14 years old. Sapita made a mockery of the girls' 13 and over age requirement for the 200-meter competition as he was both the only male competitor and the only swimmer in the entire event over 17 years old. Organizers, <laughs> organizers of the meet were confronted by reporter David Menzies who presented a copy of the swimming competition's results. After initially denying the man's participation, administrators admitted fault and agreed that Sapita actually did take part. So what, they tried to say that he didn't compete? Yeah, first they were like, no, nah, guys, of course this dude didn't compete. And then he's like, no, wait, it says right here. Yeah, right he here. killed, he, he destroyed those other competitors. Like, hey, we got the results that you posted online. He won. Or she won. Yeah, she won. Uh, the event organizer. Oh, uh, the event organizer told the reporter that he didn't want to get into a debate on gender. Don't talk about gender for me because I don't know. Because the registration is whatever they enter, uh, said the organizer Richard Chan. This is a thirteen-year-old girls' competition, so the registration is Swimming Canada's. He continued, whatever registration is in Swimming Canada for that swimmer, whatever gender, it goes into whichever event, he added. Uh, I mean, of course, this is a long article that uh, tries to stir everybody up. <laughs> yes. Bottom line is, I am for this. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I've, I've really kind of changed my thinking on it. Yeah. I think there should be... No different gender classes in sports. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't think there should be a WNBA. I, I don't think there should be any of that. I think it, let's just put them all in there and let the best <laughs> come out to see who wins. Yes. It's going to be dudes most of the time <laughs> if we're talking athletics. Okay. Or uh, women yeah, who were born dudes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> People who have transitioned into yes. womanhood. Right. We're going to dominate. <laughs> All right. And I'm fine with that. I think it would be the best move to make. We yeah. end all this debate. There are no male, female leagues, competitions. It's all just one. Everybody get in there and let the best person win. And when a group of women do speak up and yeah. try to start their own league, well, they're we all we all call them turfs. Yeah, right. And, and, and no, you can't. Yeah, they're bigots. They can't do that. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> 
And I, that's what I want. I want to see LeBron James dunking on a 14-year-old girl, just murdering her in the lane. That's yes. what I want to see. I want to see. We've had girls get All into football. collegiate scholarships. Yeah. Every one of Do them. Do away with Title needs Nine. Needs to go to a dude. Sure. Do away with Title Nine. <laughs> I want men's softball leagues, or really non-gendered softball leagues. Right. But you're going to get like Mark McGuire in there jacking 500 foot home runs. I'm all for it. <laughs> this is what I want to happen. I think it's fair. It's equal. Yeah. If you can't win, you can't win. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry you uh, were born without testosterone. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just the way it works. Maybe learn how to cook a hamburger on the George Foreman grill or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say. Look, I am all for you know not hurting people's feelings. Sure. People being allowed to do whatever they want to do as long as they're not hurting somebody else. Yeah. But uh, this this person, <laughs> this lady, like competing with thirteen and fourteen year old girls. That's yeah. that's not doing anybody any favors, right? I, probably it would be wise do away with gender in sports, but do have age classifications because mm-hmm. a thirty. One year old man is going to dominate in in the NBA over a high school girl, of course, right? He's got a longer reach. Sure, of course, he can reach the end of the pool. <laughs> yes, or she she can she reach can. the other side of the pool yeah. quicker than that thirteen year old. He got can. some big old, or she's got some big old man feet on her, flipping in the water. Yeah, some hairy toes out yeah. there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Women don't need to be going to college anyway. Yeah. So I I have a question. And I like I say, I'm I'm all for everybody doing what you can identify whatever you want to. I do not care. But I would like to see more attractive dudes turning into ladies because <laughs> most of the ones I see are really ugly. And that yeah. has nothing to do with you being a woman. I can look at a man and go, he's ugly. I look in the mirror every day and go, hey, you're kind of ugly, John. <laughs> Man, you should be doing something about this, but you're doing nothing. <laughs> All right? Yeah. So I, I, I could pick out an ugly dude. I definitely could pick out an ugly woman. I could pick out an ugly dude who's turned into a woman. Mm-hmm. I would like to see more attractive guys turning. If, if we're going to have them, I would like to see pretty ones. There's nothing wrong with that, I don't think. <laughs> you know, I know everybody's beautiful and beauty's in the eye of the beholder and all that. But but some of y'all could try a little harder. <laughs> some of y'all are not. I don't want to be beholding you, you know? <laughs> I mean, look, I'm sure that I, I've probably walked beside trans people. Oh, yeah. You know, like all the time and, and had no idea. I told you about the one that worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. Be like those people. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't stick out like a sore thumb. Yes. <laughs> Make us work for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want to be surprised when we're making out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, you wow. got some extra parts there. I wasn't expecting. Yeah. <laughs> well, after that story, that was uh, not the least bit controversial. No. Whatsoever. <laughs> How about this one? Restaurant adds $50, quote, unable to parent fee for rowdy kids. <laughs> menu reads. I am so glad that this place is not in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. <laughs> 
Because I spent enough money as it was. Sure. Well, the anti-kid groups are celebrating this, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You, I, don't, I know you've seen those people online. Yes, I have. Yeah. They're like, how dare you have a family? <laughs> yes. Like, you're wasting all your money and all your time. You're like, well, I'm trying to keep the species alive. So right. It's kind of a big deal when you think about it. <laughs> how selfish of me yeah, right. to not just let the humans perish. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, Blue Ridge, Georgia, a Georgia restaurant. That's is, not far from where you are. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> is gaining national attention for charging customers a fee for quote in unquote bad parenting. The menu at Tacoa Riverside Restaurant, about two hours north of Atlanta, offers a selection of dishes like steak, trout, and American fare. But look a little closer, and you'll notice something else. At the bottom of the menu is a adult surcharge for customers who are unable to parent. Followed by $3, Hines. I wonder how much that Well, it's $50. Yes. According to some guests, the exact amount is apparently at the restaurant's discretion, but some people are saying they were charged 50 bucks. Man. Wow. Their kids must have been bad. Well, you got to <laughs> think about I me. Mean, yes, your kids are probably bad. Several Google reviews said that they were unhappy with the charge. One review reads, if you have children, absolutely avoid this place at all costs. Holy moly, the most disrespectful owner made a huge scene in front of the entire restaurant because our children were, quote, ruining the restaurant. Uh, they were down by the river. We were told we need to go to Burger King and then Walmart and that we were bad parents. And we have a $50 surcharge for bad children. <laughs> I don't appreciate the Walmart slander. Okay. And Burger King's great. Yeah, Burger King's They make it your way. They will make it your way. That's exactly right. It's going to take them forever, but they'll make it your way. Uh, another one said, the owner came out and told me he was adding $50 to my bill because of my children's behavior. My kids watched a tablet until their food arrived. They ate their food. And my wife took them outside while I waited and paid the bill. Hmm. The surcharge has gone viral on Reddit. Some have criticized the restaurant, calling the fee discriminatory and vague. I mean, I agree. Like, what's what's good parenting and what's bad parenting? Yeah, like I wasn't there. I don't know what these kids did. Maybe they were, you know, standing up on the table and knocking over screaming or whatever, screaming. But if if all they did was watch their iPads and then eat their food, what's the big deal? It's because people hate kids these days. It's cool to hate kids. It's like, yeah, you know, you mm-hmm. can't bring your kids out in public until they're like 18 and can be quiet or whatever. Like, well, look, we're trying to teach them how to act in society. There's going to be some hiccups along the way, right? right. Some of that's going to happen in a restaurant. But they need to look and sit and learn what a salad fork is and all of the stuff that you got to learn to be an adult. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to do that in a restaurant. The restaurant owner told WANF that he's had the parent surcharge on the menu since the pandemic. Wow, that's gutsy. That is gutsy. I mean, you're, you're hurting, in the middle of the pandemic. You're hurting for business and you're you're out to stop families from coming. Man. Sounds like he's just trying to make a quick 50 bucks on anybody who brought kids in. <laughs> Maybe. But he's never had to enforce it on any of his customers, and he wants to emphasize the charges not for kids but for adults. Who don't know how to parent? Oh yeah. Uh, does this kid have parents? Or does this guy That's have parents? Let me let me see your kids. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, owner also said a group would have to be really bad for the fee to be brought up at all. Uh, a representative for the restaurant went on to say that there's nothing wrong with kids and families coming to the restaurant. However, kids running wild through the dining room isn't parenting. Yeah. 
Which, I mean, people can write anything online. Sure. This may be parents who are mad about it. Yeah, absolutely. $50 seems a bit steep. But I agree. I, I was when I first read this, I was wondering, is he just putting this on the menu as kind of a ha ha? Well, I was I was thinking maybe like uh hey, watch your kids yeah. while you're in here. Sure. Because this isn't Walmart or Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> We've all seen the sign that it was like, you know, children's left unattended will be, you know, whatever sold to pirates right. or whatever when yeah. you're at the beach or uh-huh. I don't know what they have in uh in the mountains, sold to popcorn sutton. <laughs> fed to bears. Fed to bears. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't like this. I don't like this guy. If he were to charge me fifty dollars, I would I would go and round up every cockroach in that town and release it in his <laughs> restaurant. I would, I would destroy it. I thought I would burn it down. That's always my first move, is like I'll just set it on fire. Yeah. I got a bit of arsonist in me, to be mm-hmm. honest. But then I was like, then he'll get an insurance check, and I don't want him to do that. I just want to put him out of business. So nothing like a million roaches breeding in your place. <laughs> I will say that on the other side, as a parent, I have come across restaurants and just been like, no. Yeah, right. We, we can't go there. I agree. The, the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, those yeah. days are gone. For sure. Those right. days are long gone. Yeah. Maybe I can go when the boys are out of the house, and it's just me and Tara again. Sure. But until that happens, there's just not going to yeah. be any more Ruth's Chris Steakhouse for the Sullivans. Yeah. It's going to be Applebee's or nothing. <laughs> yes. you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. You, as a parent, you do have to have some discretion too. Yeah, you're like, look, I don't. We're not going to Chuck's Fish with toddlers mm-hmm. right now because people like to eat and have a nice quiet dinner and all that. Now, we're, we're not going to McDonald's. That. Yeah, or we're going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings or something like something. That. Yeah, yeah, where it's a little more. Casual mm-hmm. and a little louder. We're down here at Bomb Howers running around. Ooh, I, I told you I met Bo Scarborough, right? I saw the picture yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, he hung, <laughs> he hung out with us. <laughs> nice. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Alabama legend, Birmingham Stallion legend, Bo Scarborough. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyways, we're just eating at Bomb Howers for Deidre's birthday because I do it up big for my wife. <laughs> we go to Bomb Howers. <laughs> hey, Bomb Howers ain't no joke. It, it was more expensive than I liked it to be. I'll say that much. For <laughs> Did you get the got. fried pickles? No, I didn't get fried pickles. Oh, man. I like fried pickles, but no mm-hmm. one else at our table did. So Back in the day, before we had kids, me and Tara, we would go to Baumhauer's, and we would get the uh, the hot lips, and we would do the onion rings instead of the slaw, yeah. and then we would upgrade the fries to cheese fries. Okay. And do fried pickles. Sure. That's why I'm not. That's why I'm not in the shape I used to be. In. I mean, that's how I guess how it goes. <laughs> I've decided I'm just going to eat whatever I want until I die. Like right. I'm through trying to be attractive to anyone. Uh-huh. Like it's fine. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I want to enjoy little Debbie cakes and fried pickles and fried chicken and all that. If I have a massive heart attack and die, I'm cool with that. <laughs> I've got insurance for that. Well, yeah, it's like. <laughs> If you die, you go to hell. Well, if you believe in Jesus, if you're listening to this, might want to get on board with this plan. It's pretty sweet. Okay? If you believe in Jesus, then you're going to heaven. Right? What's better than that? (laughs) Certainly not being alive. So if I happen to die because I haven't taken care of myself, then I'll go to heaven. I bet there's not a $50 surcharge for bad parenting in heaven. I bet you there's not. (laughs) Because we have a good, good father. (laughs) 
<laughs> he would never get charged fifty dollars. Never. <laughs> I bet you stay in line if Jesus is eating with you. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. You don't get out of line too much. But also, I mean, you don't have to worry about running out of bread. No, at all. <laughs> like unlimited fish. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been at the I've been at Texas Roadhouse so many times, sure, and asking for bread, and like, sorry, we were waiting <laughs> we're, on something to come out of the. Out. It's like if Jesus was here, we wouldn't be running out of bread. Right. Everybody goes in and orders water, and then just like stares at Jesus for a little bit, like, "Hey, what? Well, we're trying to keep the bill down. <laughs> Can you do us a solid here?" Yeah, what's that joke about? He walks into the restaurant and they all order water. Or he he's, he orders water for everybody and then winks at him. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, guys. Oh, I got this. Don't worry. <laughs> that would be cheating, and Jesus would never do that. By the way, <laughs> I just want to point that out. We're just making jokes here. I'm a firm believer that Jesus has a sense of humor. I really do. I yeah. think he did. You can't hang out with a bunch of fishermen and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a bunch of dudes together, people are going to crack jokes. That stuff <laughs> doesn't make it in the Bible. You know what? You know, a Baptist Jesus, you would go to a restaurant and order a beer and he would turn it back into water. <laughs> <laughs> He'd turn your water into grape juice. <laughs> <laughs> or turn your wine into grape juice. Sure. I love, uh, I have gotten this. Uh, Talk and I've never done an in-depth research on this, but growing up Baptist, the uh, the wine in the Bible wasn't really wine; <laughs> it was more like grape yes. juice talk. And you're just like, well, but they call it wine all throughout the Bible, you know? Uh-huh. They're they're definitely drinking wine. Then you like take a history class, you're like, oh, well, we learned to like distill liquor and ferment stuff before we learned how to purify water. So <laughs> right. it probably wasn't wine. So <laughs> yeah, but I just enjoy those old youth group talks of yeah, that wasn't really wine. You're like, well, you sure about that? Yeah. Where did you go to school? Overville. Uh, <laughs> my uh, I had an Old Testament professor who would have just shook his head and said, "I hate it when conservatives try to interpret the Bible as liberals." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, well, uh, let's see. Wrong story. A college graduate, Tiny. Yeah. Do you remember when you first started working like a 40-hour-a-week job? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> At the tender young age of 16. Sure, right. <laughs> well, I, no, maybe not a 40-hour job, but yeah, yeah. yeah. A college graduate who just started her first job shared the shock and upset of working nine to five. <laughs> nine to five? That's like... Oh, those are dream hours. I was about to say, those are good yeah. hours. Yeah, we're eight to five <laughs> where I work. You get an hour lunch in there. Yeah, I work a rotating shift, so sure. come do that. Oh, yeah. Viewers, she posted this on TikTok, uh, but viewers rallied around a graduate who said she was upset about her first office job out of college because of the lack of time she had for her personal life or basic chores by the time she got home. On October 19th, a TikToker named Brielle, who recently started a corporate job in the New York area, posted a video where she apparently, oh, she appeared visibly upset as she addressed the camera. The on-screen caption read, in a nine-to-five, how do you have time for your life? (laughs) After five. Yeah, just whenever you get off. (laughs) In the upload, Brielle, who asked that the insider only use her first name to protect her privacy, said that it was her first job out of college, 
and that she worked from the office, which meant she had to commute into the city, even though it took forever because she couldn't afford to live there. She said she got on the train at 7.30 a.m. and didn't get home until 6.15 at the earliest, at which point she said she had no time or energy to cook dinner or work out. The 9-to-5 schedule and the commute wiped out her day, she said. At the start of the video, the TikToker said she was probably just being so dramatic and annoying and acknowledged her situation could be worse. Agreed. Yes. You could be making tires down there with Tiny. I'd say, I'm glad we can agree on something. Sure, yeah. You'd be roofing. There's a lot of things you could be doing that are worse than working in an office. Um, she said that she could be uh, even working longer hours, but questioned how people were supposed to make time for friends or to date. I don't have any time for anything, and I'm like so stressed out. So she said towards the end of the video, the upload appeared to resonate. It received 12 million views and more than 7,300 comments. She I must look, be hot. I look forward to her OnlyFans. <laughs> That's how you have to, That's how to you date. Get the money. <laughs> Many wrote that they could relate to the situation as they shared that they, too, had limited time for their own personal lives and found the repetitive routine difficult to deal with. The 40-hour work week is beyond outdated and your feelings are totally valid, one viewer wrote. Others echoed how hard it was to work a full-time job while staying on top of household tasks, let alone trying to maintain a personal life. Some questioned how they were supposed to one day make time to raise kids as they spent more time at work than they did with their family. Gen Z needs to collectively move up into management positions and then collectively enforce the four-day work week, one commenter wrote. That's going to turn into a three-day work week Mm -hmm. before long in a generation or whatever. This wouldn't work for any job, especially in some kind of like production-type capacity where you got to keep things, machines humming 24 hours a day. Sure. But I remember seeing something where some office somewhere, they did a – for four days a week, 10 hours yeah. a shift. And that that would be awesome if it would work out. You we know? had one of our locations who did, they would work uh, four, 10. Well, no, I think they worked four eight-hour days and then two half days or something. I don't remember how it worked right. out. But they ended up like, you know, having a little more time away from the store and their schedule worked out. They were all on board with it. I Mm -hmm. never could get it figured out how they made it work, but they all got their hours and had time extra, a little extra time off. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I will say, because my whole life I've worked either. (laughs) John wants to go back to 60 hours. No overtime. (laughs) Yes. I I work six days a week. This week, I worked on Saturday at our store in Greensboro because they were shorthanded. One of our company core values is takes initiative. I took the initiative to go down there and work. We've been shorthanded in a lot of places. Not a lot of people taking initiative other than me (laughs) to go and help out. But whatever. That's fine. I'm better than everybody else. So that's cool. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, like I was just like, well, this is no big deal because it's not like hard labor. I'm not building tires. Right. You know, <laughs> I think about that like, like, hey, I'm not digging ditches. It's yeah. just, you know, a little time away from home. So what's mm-hmm. the big deal? And, but I, I will say the root, the office routine 
was an adjustment for me, mm-hmm. you know, because I used to just come into work and it was like from the time I got there to the time I left, I was wide open. Right. And in officers, sometimes where you're like, <laughs> you get a little downtime every now and again. Well, like your downtime's yeah. like checking emails and it's, you know, it's like, I still do stuff while I'm at work. Shane, mm-hmm. don't think I'm just <laughs> over there goofing off for 40 hours every week, but it's different. I would mm-hmm. say it's just a different feeling. And uh, there are times where you're just like, this is monotonous sometimes. But mm-hmm. luckily, I try to keep things fresh and and I've learned to manage that. You know, that was like first year or so after I was kind of in the office more than I was out working in stores. But yeah, I hate to break it to you, lady. That's, but <laughs> that's life. That's just life. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, if we could make our economy go on a four day work week, then that's fine with me. You know, good news. It it won't be much longer before the robots take all of our jobs. There you go. (laughs) So we're going to have to worry about what we're going to eat. Sure. But we'll be eating the bugs. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. We'll be eating bugs by then. We'll own nothing and be happy. Sure. They ain't getting me out of this house. (laughs) We're, we're looking at houses, uh, not long ago, Dieter was showing me some houses. I was like, hey, babe, it's like 7% interest right now. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> it's like, we're going to have to wait till all this crashes and they're rebuilding and they're bringing rates down before we can move. And she's like, well, when do you think that'll happen? I was like, I don't know. 2026. It's like, <laughs> when Trump gets reelected, <laughs> he's going to fix it all. So, yeah. Um, so I was like, we're, we're stuck here um, because who's going to – why are we going to buy a house at an inflated price and pay extra interest on it? Doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me. Which we're still looking for Hudson a car. If anybody out there has a lead <laughs> on a car, I'm not talking about you need to go talk to my buddy Bob down at your Chevrolet place. I'm talking about <laughs> I have a car I want to sell you, John. <laughs> I'm talking about those types of leads, okay? Yeah. Uh, but we got a car for Stan Acker. He let us drive it for a few days. We decided mm-hmm. not to get it just because it was uh, the insurance was going to be a little bit more because it was classified as a sports car and all that. Okay, wow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it was a Volvo too. So there's like one place in Tuscaloosa that works on it if it tears up. But mm-hmm. uh, I you drove it. You, you can't just watch a YouTube video and do it yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> No. Which, by the way, Shane sent me Shane sent me a text today, and it was that post about how to dispose of your oil by pouring it in the ground. That was really for you. Yes. <laughs> but no, I, I'm not going to be able to watch a YouTube video and work on it without having to go buy a million different tools at AutoZone and all that. So I inherited all my dad's tools. So. Oh, okay. There you go. I, I have a 97 Ford F-150. I think at one other time I mentioned on the show it was a 92. I was mistaken. Okay. I looked up the VIN number. It's a 97 <laughs> Ford F-150. And uh, I've just I've convinced myself that, they're, that that vehicle is old enough. There are enough schematics yeah. and YouTube videos on the internet. Yeah, there's not all the computer stuff. I should be able to take it apart down yeah. to every single bolt. And nut and put it back together. There you go. I'm just going to do that. You might put new piston sleeves in it and everything else. <laughs> yes. Good for you. I can't do that. Every tool I own, I bought because I needed to do something with it. <laughs> you yeah. don't have a dad with like a whole garage full My of tools? My dad has a whole garage full of tools. <laughs> and dad, he won't let he you would, use them? No, he would let me borrow them. Yeah. But they're my dad's tools, you mm-hmm. know, which technically... A lot of those tools are mine. They were my Papa Lawrence's <laughs> tools. When he died, he left them to my brother. Okay. 
Yeah. When my brother passed away, I mean, I'm the logical next step. <laughs> you, your brother left him to your dad. <laughs> and so he cut you out. <laughs> They'll eventually all come to me. <laughs> it's all going to be mine one day. That's the beauty of being an only child now. It's all mine. I don't have to fight with anybody. Yeah. Listen up, cousins. Y'all ain't coming back in there talking about Grandma Lawrence told me I could get this and all that because you're not getting any of it. It's all mine. Okay. <laughs> Your mama should have spoke up for you <laughs> when Grandma Lawrence passed away. If, if, if your mama really thought that, why didn't she put that in writing? That's right. <laughs> I'll be coming back trying to get all this stuff. It's all mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I know I'll be able to work on that car, but I was gonna say, yeah, the best, the best thing about having a dad is borrowing tools and never taking them back. I (laughs) thought everybody knew that. I wouldn't do that. (laughs) I would do that. That's why I don't borrow. (laughs) I did do that. (laughs) Cause he, my dad, like he would use the tools. Mm -hmm. I would use it like one time and put it over in the garage and it would just stay there for forever. So (laughs) he needs it again. He needs them at the ready. (laughs) Right. I don't want to have to go out and search through my garage for his, you know, whatever socket set. And, well, you know, I've I've gotten a few tools in dirty Santa shout out cash money. Oddity millionaire. I've gotten a few tools through that. I'm just not a handy dude. It's not my thing. Right. You know, well, we all have different gifts. My gift is, Nothing. <laughs> I don't have a gift. <laughs> I've thought about it a lot. They're like, I took a whole class at church one time on what's your spiritual gift. It mm-hmm. came up to nothing. I don't have anything. <laughs> That's what I was like. I may not be saved. I don't know if the Lord didn't give me a spiritual gift. Yeah, the only gift I got is I can crack bad jokes, I think. <laughs> and yeah, that's it. So well, that's a good gift to have. I'm fine with it. It <laughs> yeah. served me well so far. That's good. Uh, man, I know we're getting off topic here, but I work with a guy who his father-in-law, he just, I, you know how it is. You just sure. collect stuff over the years. Yeah. And he, he used to complain that he wouldn't let him use nothing. And I remember he used to say that uh, he had a toolbox, like a big old, you know, big old giant $500 yeah. like chest toolboxes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I just have like shelves full of this smaller it, boxes. Some people look at they're like they look at my chest and they're like that dude knows how to work on stuff. <laughs> it's just for show. I'm like oh, my mom managed the Sears for a while. I got a deal on it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he uh he had a chest and then that one was on sale and he got that one or maybe he got it for free. Maybe he won it. I don't know. Point is, he had it brand new in a cardboard box sitting in his garage. And it had been there for years. Mm-hmm. And he asked him, he was like, hey, can I buy it off of you? Because that tool chest has been sitting there for years and you've never even opened it. And he's like, no, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, well, I'll buy it from you. And then he, he gave him a price. And he was like, "That's that, I can go buy a brand new one for less than that. I'm yeah. not going to pay you that. Yeah. And he's like, well, then you don't, then you don't get it. And then his mama-in-law told him, he's like, look, just come over here and get it out of the cardboard box and leave the cardboard box there and he'll never know. (laughs) Well, he heard her say that. So he went out to his garage with a box cutter and he cut the box open so he could see that it was still there. That's when you know your father-in-law does not like you. You know, if you ever had any doubt, that's it. I will say my father-in-law 
a great man, by the way. I love my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. He can fix anything mechanical. I mean, yeah. he's a farmer, you know. Right. He has more tools than you would ever even know. I right. mean, he's got tools from one end of a barn to another in chests and mm-hmm. cases and all this stuff. And so normally I'm like, hey, my car's not running good. He'll just show up at the house one day, diagnose <laughs> fix it. it, fix it all, and just like, there you go. Nice. I'm like, thank you so much. It's awesome. <laughs> and I helped it. What you know, when we were dating, I were dating. I used to work, and so I've seen him Held work. The flashlight. Yeah, that's basically what it. Handy tools <laughs> and all that. I've seen him. Uh, I know the process of like yeah. replacing a sun gear in a cotton picker and all that. Mm-hmm. I could probably talk someone through it but i've never actually done it myself yeah so i have some mechanical knowledge i just i don't have confidence in my mechanical knowledge oh man yeah you just gotta quit caring (laughs) you just (laughs) gotta be like if i if i completely if i screw this up beyond repair well then i'll just go get a new one or i'll just do without (laughs) yeah well (laughs) i mean little things plumbing i can do yeah. I'm pretty good at plumbing, by the no, way. Well, hey, plumbers make a lot of money. Yeah. At the restaurant, I had to do it all. I was too cheap to pay anybody. <laughs> but that's about the only thing I'm confident working on. Right. Is plumbing. Now, auto mechanic? No. Can't do it. I will say one thing about inheriting my dad's tools is uh, he didn't keep all any of his sockets. Oh, yeah? Like in there. <laughs> Where they're supposed to be? Yeah. So... I have just a huge box of random yeah. sockets. And at one of these days, and I'm probably never going to do this, but I tell myself I'm going to do this. I'm just going to like get a box and go through them all and sort them sort all them out. out. But yeah. for the last two years, it's just been to try sockets <laughs> until one fits. Well, that's, <laughs> and uh, if this one you're going to come back to, you put it in like that little special spot in yeah. the box. <laughs> <laughs> That's how all of Deidre's dad's tools are. You okay. Know, he's yeah. got, I mean, you just open up a drawer in his chest and it's just filled up with sockets. Some of them as big as like a grapefruit, you know, because right. they're like working on big rigs and stuff. And others are like, you know, a 10 millimeter and you have to like dig through them <laughs> to find the one Dude, he wants. 10 millimeter sockets yeah. are like gold. Sure. Yeah. Man. Because people lose them all the time. Eh. And all, it seems like, Every single nut and bolt I come across, that's what like it a is. car or yeah. whatever, it's always a 10 millimeter. Or 9 sixteenths. Yeah. That's, if you go in English, I think <laughs> that's all I use. I refuse to use metric sockets because <laughs> I'm American. I'll, I'll use the English or the standard one that's until right. it fits. Until it fits. <laughs> we'll make it round off the bolt. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't even remember what the story. Oh, hey, lady. I'm sorry you have to work for a living. You know? <laughs> yes. Welcome to the rat race with all <laughs> yeah. of us. We would all love to be rich and not have to work 40 hours a week. That's just not how it works. Chin up. One day you'll be replaced with a robot. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Look, do really well and find another job closer to your house. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I think, should be your motivation is, hey, Maybe I can find a better situation. I can cut down my commute. You're probably going to have to work 40 hours. <laughs> or join only OnlyFans. Yeah, or do an OnlyFans. <laughs> I may start one up. <laughs> we need to get the Earth Oddity one going. <laughs> That's where we put all our video podcasts on OnlyFans. <laughs> and people join. Sure. Because they think. They think it's going to be racy. going to get something spicy, but it's just this. <laughs> it's just me and you sitting in this room talking. <laughs> and people are still 
Oh, yeah. They're uh, tipping us. <laughs> yes. They're paying us five extra dollars to take our shirt off. <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got a story here. Um, okay. Man drinks four four locos, destroys a gate, and forces airfield shutdown at BNA, police say. Wow. Uh, have you ever had, or do you know anything about Four Loco? I've had some Four Loco. <laughs> I've never had it, but I've heard about it. Yeah. They are. They don't taste great to me. But uh, Are they really high in alcohol content? I've heard the, them uh, referred to as a six-pack in one. Yeah, the original ones, yeah. Oh, I they, don't know what they are now. They've changed they the formula. They step in and so water them down. Yeah, they have watered them down. I got you. Yeah. Okay, well, Nashville, Tennessee, of course. Sure. <laughs> a man was arrested for destroying a gate at a private hangar near the Nashville International Airport after driving into it several times, according to an arrest report. On Wednesday, officers with the Metro National Police Department were called to a single-car crash near Hangar uh, 603, Hangar Lane. When officers arrived, they found a black Nissan Altima that drove into the vehicle gate that leads to the airfield. Uh, At the time, there were no occupants in the car, Police said that they found several open cans of Four Loco. <laughs> I like to imagine the police officers went, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, boy. We got us one. <laughs> Not this again. <laughs> officers shut down the airfield to find the person responsible for the wreck, and they also wanted to make sure there wasn't a breach of, of the airfield, according to arrest report. Police said that they found Felipe Perez inside one of the private hangars. He was detained. Officer said that they noticed he was under the influence. He had red bloodshot eyes that were glossed over, slurred speech, and an alcoholic beverage. So he, he had one cracked sure, open. Was, yeah. <laughs> Officer says that they were able to get video footage of the incident, and they saw that he pulled up to the gate around 1.43 a.m. and was messing with the keypad. Shortly after, he drove his car into the gate four times. I guess one for every loco. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then left his car. And he ran toward the airfield. Uh, he told police that he drank four of the four locos and was driving his nephew to get some of his belongings where he was working before driving into the gate. Uh, after the crash, he got scared and then he ran away, police said. <laughs> he was arrested and booked on the following charges. Driving under the influence, airport and aircraft security, open container, underage consumption. So he wasn't even supposed to be drinking. Yeah, I think poor locos is like... <laughs> It's pretty much underage drink these oh, days. Oh, really? There's not too many like grown men drinking four locos. That's maybe well, it's kind of a TikTok thing. <laughs> I think the the grown men drinking four locos, you can pick them out in a crowd. You know, <laughs> gotcha. they're the you know what they look like. Just imagine, <laughs> you, everybody knows what they look like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, vandalism, evading on foot, driving on a suspended license, and leaving the scene of an accident. Well, so. This dude looks like he's got a future in front of him. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to do real well and help society out. Yeah. Eh, he's got drunk. It happens. <laughs> it happens if you're drinking four loco. Sure. I had a buddy drink a 12-pack of natural light and drove into a Dollar General one time. It can happen to anybody. <laughs> That's what I well, now, if you're driving into stuff, it's hard to miss. A Dollar General, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> yes. They should have brought charges against Dollar General. <laughs> that used to be a... Perfectly open cornfields. Right. Now it's a Dollar General. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've have you been out by Kentuck Park here lately. It's been a bit, but okay. Why? Cause they have a huge mountain of dirt at Kentuck. Okay, they're supposed to turn it into like a sports complex or something. Really? Or whatever. Yeah. 
And the city of Northport's gotten a deal on dirt from the city of Tuscaloosa because they're doing an excavation on McPherson Landing Road to to make it accessible, whatever. Anyways, so they're storing it there at Kentuck. Mm-hmm. It is huge. <laughs> Somebody took a picture of it the other day. It was like, is it bigger than the mountain of dirt behind our public yes. out here? <laughs> it's like three of those. Wow. Which, okay. I don't understand. How do they get it that high? I don't. They I keep mean, they driving drive, up on driving the dump truck yeah. up there to dump yes. it. Yes, they have like it's like ramped up. Wow. They, they just keep. I mean, it is huge. Mm-hmm. It's got to be one of the tallest points in Tuscaloosa <laughs> County right now. <laughs> I think the tallest point in Tuscaloosa County, if I were, if I was told correctly, is at Camp Horn. Huh? Yeah, and they have. Uh, cell phone towers out there. We should file paperwork to make it some kind of landmark so they can't use it. <laughs> Somebody said it's going to turn into like $20 generals. <laughs> if they don't start building something soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Don't drink and drive, number one. Mm-hmm. That's bad. If you're drinking and driving these days with Uber and everything else is available, Lyft and, and cabs, if you're in Nashville. You're an idiot. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> and self-driving cars probably aren't far away. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah definitely. If they make a gas power when I buy it. <laughs> They're probably coming. Eventually. Oh, they'll definitely have them. Yeah. Which uh, I found you can straight up just merge whenever you want to if there's a Tesla right next to you. They'll get out of your way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, like, don't even worry about it. <laughs> Just start getting over. They'll slide over. They, ain't no, they can't even stop them from sliding And it's not going to get mad. Yeah. What, is it, what are they going to do about it? They're in a Tesla. Okay. Mean tweet at you. <laughs> Make his oh, fart sounding horn. You know? Yeah. You can pretty much do what you want to about around a Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. You want it to get out of your way, just drive towards it aggressively. It'll get out of your mm-hmm. way. They'll let you out in traffic whether they want to or not. (laughs) I love it. Oh, man. What else was I going to say? I had something else to say about drinking and driving. Oh, well. Don't Don't drink and drive. Yeah. I had a buddy who was probably the greatest all-time. I'm not going to say his name. Probably the greatest all-time intoxicated driver Mm -hmm. in the history of the world. (laughs) I still think about how great he was at it. So. That's the only one I've ever known that was good at it. It's like he he can do it, but yeah, you're right. not him. He was like our designated drunk driver. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be alive today, but I am for some reason. The Lord's kept me around for some reason. Maybe one day I'll figure it out. All right. The first ever Florida Man Games to is to feature beer belly wrestling. And evading arrest, of course. <laughs> Where's tickets? <laughs> I feel like how do podcast, we join? I feel like we should cover this. I think we should go <laughs> enter it. They should. They should. At the very least, they should invite us down and have us host the games. Sure, shouldn't they? Yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> but I think I would love for two Alabama men to win the Florida man <laughs> competition. Yes. Like we can out Florida, Florida up here. <laughs> we just don't get the press they do. Um, let's see. This is from NBCNews.com. St. Augustine, Florida. It ain't the Olympics, but a group. I love it when people try to talk like they're from the South. You know, <laughs> you know, whoever wrote this probably works in the same office of that lady that's crying about having to work a nine to five job. <laughs> he just ran it through Chad GPT. That's right. Like, can, make you it give this a can you give this a Southern draw? 
It ain't the Olympics, but a group of Florida, Florida Floridians plan to host competitions themed according to the collective antics of the beer-loving, gator-possessing, rap-sheet-heavy, mullet-wearing social media phenomenon known as Florida Man. Organizers of the Florida Man Games describe the competition as the most insane athletic showdown on earth. The games will poke fun at Florida's reputation for producing strange news stories involving guns, drugs, booze, and reptiles, or some combination of all four. Among the contests planned for next February in St. Augustine, Florida, I think that's the oldest city in America, right? Is it? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like old. continual city. Yeah, yeah. Um, According to organizers, are uh, the evading arrest obstacle course in which contestants jump over fences and through yards while being chased by real police officers. <laughs> the Category 5 cash grab in which participants try to grab as much money in a wind-blowing booth. And the self-explanatory beer belly wrestling. This isn't just a competition. It's a one-of-a-kind Floridian spectacle, organizer said on the game's website. The Florida Man concept crept into the nation's consciousness a decade ago with at Florida Man Twitter account. The account with the tagline, Real Life Stories of the World's Worst Superhero, has been home to headlines such as Florida Man Firebomb's Garage that impounded his car, hits his own vehicle, and Florida man tries to pay for McDonald's with weed. <laughs> that might work. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, I mean, come on, what McDonald's worker isn't yeah, going to trade right. some McDonald's exactly. for weed? Exactly. General admission tickets to the event are going for $45. Two former stars of the 1990s television shows, America Gla- a television show, American Gladiators, have agreed to serve as referee. I wonder which one. <laughs> laser. It's got to be laser. Uh, a St. Augustine resident is now behind the a St. Augustine. Come on, you can do it. Come on, let me get it together, John. People are listening. <laughs> a St. Augustine resident is behind the games. Pete Melfi, owner of the 904 Now, a media outlet covering St. John's County. We thought, how can we really play on these Florida band headlines that we hear so much about? Someone gave me the idea to make it into an athletic competition, Melfi told the Orlando Sentinel. It's going to be a wild day of mud games and Florida-style obstacle courses. It's going to be, it's really going to be an opportunity to live that Florida man life for a day. Hmm. So there we go. I would put Alabama man up against Florida man any day of the week. <laughs> yes. I think we have a good shot. If you and I go and enter to win, I think I'll do the beer belly wrestling. You do the evading arrest. I'll have to start training to run. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, I think you've been arrested once. Yeah. So come on now. That's a pretty good track record. <laughs> All the trouble you've got into. <laughs> I've had some close encounters in there. One time I almost got took to jail for telling a police officer, have a nice day. Oh, really? <laughs> I was at a widespread panic show in Montgomery, Alabama. <laughs> I was in the parking lot in overalls with no shirt, as one does when they go to a widespread panic concert. <laughs> the cops sweep through the parking lot. A lot of people were drinking. You know, we heard the call that the cops were coming. Yeah. 
Everybody ditches their drinks. I don't. I'm over 21. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Cops come around, ID me and all that. Check on everybody else. Give us a stern talking to about acting right. And then as they're walking off, I'm like, have a nice day. And this lady cop, like, turned around. She's like, don't like that. Like, beeline. <laughs> I was like, I don't appreciate your smart attitude. I'll take you to jail right now. And I was like, I was being cordial. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have a bad day. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I was kind of rubbing it in. Like, y'all y'all didn't catch nobody doing nothing over here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, Anyways, that was fun. And then we went to that concert, which was fun. Shout out to Mason. I think Mason was with us. He he texted me and thanked me for a shout out next week. So you, now you got to text me again, Mason. <laughs> yeah. There we go. It's fun times. There was a, oh, 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 yeah. I remember I was going to talk about this. So County High played Vestavia Hills Friday night. Okay. Uh, this has nothing to do with anything we've talked about. Right. Um, they got beat 45 to nothing. Ooh. Yeah. Rough. That's fine. County House sucks. They've sucked <laughs> all four years. Thomas is there. It's fine. <laughs> They've gotten better each year, which is good. Um, and I think if they don't fire the coach who lives in our neighborhood, that they'll continue to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, How long has he been there now? What, 10 years maybe? Nah, he's only been there like maybe three. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he coached well, at Hillcrest okay, well, before Well, then. hold on. Did they, have a, did they have a coach before him then? Oh, yeah. Okay, because yeah. I was going to say, I remember. That uh, dude was there a while. I was about to say, uh, when me and Tara first got married, my father-in-law was the team chaplain. I remember that. And then they got a new coach, and that coach was like, uh, nah. And we don't like Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if he said that. <laughs> Maybe he just wanted his own chaplain. I he probably know. went to Highlands. <laughs> he got his own staff. He brought in his own, uh, his own evangelism religion. staff. <laughs> But your father-in-law played college football. What better chaplain can you have, right? <laughs> Didn't he play at Jack State? He did. Yeah, yeah. right. College football star. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I bet he was a beast, too, you know? Was he a linebacker? Seems like I remember him saying he was a linebacker. I think so, yeah. I bet he was a beast. <laughs> he was probably ripping people's heads off. That was back when you could target for real, yeah. you know? And he was he was the Tim it. Tebow of the 1960s. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, they got blew out, 45 to nothing. And the most amazing thing about the game is Vestavia Hills only had like four African American players. What? It was all white kids. <laughs> oh no! Well, what about County High? <laughs> oh, County High's just like every other football team. Oh, it's a gotta, mix of white and black. That's got to be bad. <laughs> yeah. I know. Getting beat by a bunch of white folks in football? Sure. And our uh, acquaintance, Dusty and Olivia, you know? Yeah. Their son got ejected from the game. Because <laughs> he body slammed somebody. Yeah. He's pretty good. He okay, may, cool. He And I, I saw he was ranked second in the state in the heavyweight division in wrestling, too. So huh. How about that? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he got kicked out of the game. That was kind of funny. Yeah, but that was towards the end. He had had enough. I right. think he was just like, I'm tired of these he guys. He could hit the shower. He could go to the shower. Well, it's one thing if you get trash-talked by a black dude, you mm-hmm. know. Like, we've all been trash-talked by black dudes. It's just part of being white and playing sports, right? <laughs> I was like, what are you going to do, beat them up? Yeah, right. <laughs> but you get trash-talked by some rich kid from Vestavia Hills, a little white kid. <laughs> of course you're going to body slam him after four <laughs> yes. quarters. And they're running the score up on you. <laughs> it's like 
This may sound bad, but it's the truth, okay? <laughs> you can fight one white dude. <laughs> you can never fight one black dude. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. They stick up for each other. I, I appreciate that about them, about their culture. I know. Yeah. I, w- I wish my friends would do that for me. Yeah, no, your <laughs> friends will stand there and watch you get beat up. And then post it on Facebook. Sure. They'll only break it up when you're like unconscious <laughs> on the ground and they kick you a couple times. Then they're like, hey, come on, you've had enough. He's had enough. Everybody back up. Yeah. 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 That's just how, that's white culture. <laughs> that's the way we do it. Rugged individualism, even when you get your butt whipped in a fight. Yes. Yeah. But I was just looking out there and I texted Hudson. Hudson was doing the camera for the Jumbotron and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude. Vestavia Hills is a bunch of whites. Like, why are we losing this football game? <laughs> we shouldn't be losing. And he just texted me. Like, as I texted it, the quarterback for Vestavia Hills broke for like a 40-yard touchdown. And he just texted me back the line from uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin in the longest yard with, that's how the white man runs a football. <laughs> 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 it's <was> funny, <laughs> but our friend the Third Eagle was at the game. <laughs> yes. Former County High star, state champion. Yeah, you know, caught the touchdown to win the game and everything. I hated for him to lose in front of him like that. You mm-hmm. know, I know it hurt his heart because he he was there when County High was great, right? And then they moved us up to seven A, and we have to compete against Hoover and Thompson and Ugh. all the Birmingham schools, and we're just little old County High over here. And that's no fun. But anyways, mm-hmm. that was cool. Also, another thing about, uh, you know, Thomas is applying for college. This is another thing that popped in my head. I have decided I want him to go to a HBCU, which is a historically black college and okay. university, because their bands are so cool. They are <laughs> way cooler than any other band uh, ever. I've seen Drumline. Oh, yeah. I have, too. <laughs> I want my son to do that. <laughs> yeah. And then I want him to marry a black queen, and maybe we'll have some athletic children. There you go. Grandchildren. <laughs> I've got it all laid out for him. All right. He was like, yeah, when we were applying a couple weeks ago during the free application, he applied to Alabama and Auburn, mm-hmm. Troy State, Jack is he State. A, uh, is he a free agent again? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, his girl. <laughs> There's a whole other thing. So his girlfriend's going. She's not, she's not on board with that plan. <laughs> she's going to Auburn. Oh, yeah. Okay. But Thomas, I think we had a conversation yesterday where I was like, "Well, are you going to go to Auburn with her?" And he's like, "I don't, I don't think so. I think I'm going to stay here." He's mm-hmm. like, "I may go to Shelton for a couple years and then go That's to Alabama." Smart. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, "That's fine. You know, whatever." It's like, I would prefer to you stay here just because it would be cheaper. I was like, but, you know, if we make the money work out, you want to go to Auburn, go to mm-hmm. Auburn. He's like, no, nah, I don't think so. And I was like, well, are you and Jesse going to try to do the long distance thing? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, so you think she's somebody you could, like, spend a forever with? And he's like, I guess so. <laughs> you might want to be thinking. <laughs> That's right. I was like, well, you need to be thinking about this, buddy. Don't throw away your college years on Maybe. <laughs> sure. Well, and he was like, we've been dating so long, I don't even know how to flirt with anybody anymore. And I was like, you'll maybe, figure it out. I was like, they may be flirting with you, buddy, when you get there. Let's like, see a little skinny, long haired boy like you. He's like, you may be a hot commodity at the University of Alabama School of Music. So. Hey, ask your little brother. <laughs> He'll tell you how to flirt. The other night, I got home Saturday, worked all day, you know. Didn't have a day off. I get home Saturday evening out from Greensboro, 6.15 or 6.30 or so. 
and I pull up and Hudson and his girlfriend are there and Thomas and his girlfriend are there. And I was like, I just want to watch football. I don't want to have all these people in my right. house, you know, but it was pretty fun. We had a lot of fun with them. And then we had to leave because Thomas and then went upstairs to the living room to watch a movie. And then Hudson and Bree wanted to watch a movie downstairs. Well, the only TVs downstairs is the one in our bedroom mm-hmm. and the one in the living room. And so I was just like, well, I guess we're all watching a movie together. And Dieter's like, John, let's, let's come in the bedroom. <laughs> well, now hold on. Yeah. No, you got to give me a reason to go in there. <laughs> we had to make up the bed, number one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And so then I had to like uncomfortably lay in the bed and watch football all mm-hmm. night. And I didn't enjoy that either. So hmm. it's like, why do you guys have to have girlfriends? <laughs> <laughs> I've worked all week. I didn't get a day off. Tomorrow I got church and then the fall festival and all that that I got to work at. And, you guys are ruining it for me. I was about to say, I could have told you where the key was hidden. You could have came over here. Over here. <laughs> you and Beckham. <laughs> we just hung out, me and Beckham. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, what we need to talk about, Tiny, is Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. And we want to thank them for their support. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Check them out on their website, CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is the spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you can also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use a spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, we say we head over and over to the phones. Okay. We got a call this week. Yay. Let's hear from our old buddy, Terry. Ah. Hey, this is Terry up in Illinois in the land of Lincoln. <clears throat> and I was listening to your podcast. And I would assume that um, the Amish people don't have mustaches, maybe because of the same reason Abraham Lincoln. Uh, the story there was that. Uh, Men who grow mustaches are liars and untruthful. <clears throat> but if you ask your Amazon device, it will say because uh, uh, it represents military and violence. That's why Amish men don't grow mustaches. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Wow. Okay. So uh, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> what we learned from Terry this week is that people with mustaches are people with mustaches are liars and they're violent. They're untruthful. They're violent, and they're in the military. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, that makes that sense. Makes perfect sense. Sure. Yeah. Well, you look at all the like Civil War generals, they all have mustaches mm-hmm. and beards, beards yeah. of mustaches for the most part. And you look at all the greasy used car salesmen, they <laughs> sure. all got mustaches. I'm about to go back to the mustache. <laughs> no joke. I've been thinking about it. Yeah. All, a couple of weeks ago, I almost shaved the beard off and went straight mustache. Mm-hmm. I decided to wait. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go back. I'm going to Dale Earnhardt it up. I'm not a fan of the mustache. Yeah. But learning all this about mustachioed people, it makes me want to get a mustache. I really enjoy having a mustache because it bothers my wife so much. (laughs) (laughs) And I remind her all the time when we, our first date, I had a mustache. Uh First time she ever kissed me, I had a mustache. She fell in love with the mustache. (laughs) She just don't know it. (laughs) Well, all I say is I get the mustache on and she don't like it, but she can't keep her hands off of me. You know? <laughs> so I just She's saying one thing. Yeah, but her body's saying something different. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bust it back out probably in the next week or so. Nice. I've I've been waiting for the right time. <laughs> and I'm thinking Sunday Libby is singing with the Alabama Choir School at the Episcopal Church, Christ okay. Episcopal Church. Um, I don't know a lot about the Episcopalians. Do you know a lot about them? I don't know a lot about them. I know a little bit. Like I know they have uh they have a similar church government structure to the Catholic Church. They're not Catholics, but right. I think they have like, you know, they got the priest and yeah, bishops and, and all And then that. I don't know what the Episcopalian pope is, but I would assume they have something like that. Probably. Episcopalians right in and, <laughs> well, and tell what us are their what doctrinal do. beliefs? I mean, I know they're prots like we are, mm-hmm. but uh, are they hardcore Calvinists like aren't the Presbyterians <laughs> hardcore Calvinists or well uh, or any Baptist that's under 40 I was about to say here we go okay <laughs> okay. Uh, the Presbyterians there's three different branches of them sure and there's one of them that don't let anybody well, I was about to say well there's two of them that have gone super liberal right and there's one that, that I don't know why this is that why this happens Presbyterians they'll go liberal and then there'll be a split sure and then that conservative branch will go liberal and then they'll split, split again. again. So now there's that's that's how that's when we have three different branches yeah. of Presbyterians. Right. But but they are big on predestination, I think. Uh I think so. Yeah. Because I do, I do know that John Calvin was their found, was the right. founder of the Presbyterian Church. I just want to know what I need to argue with all the people <laughs> in, the, in the fiscal church. We are they are offering communion. Mm-hmm. You know they, they do every service. Yeah. And uh Deidre, one of the uh, somebody Deidre knows is uh, a member there, and so Deidre was like, "Do we all have to go up front and drink out of the same cup? Because I'm not comfortable <laughs> doing that." And he was like, "No, you get your wafer and dip it in the wine." And mm-hmm. so Deidre was like, oh, "Okay, well we'll do that." So I was like, "All right, cool." And then Deidre's mom was like, "I will not be taking communion there." <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> She's Baptist, baby, to the core. Well, yeah, but I mean, I was like, "Communion is communion, right?" Yeah, do I they mean, believe in transubstantiation? Do you know that? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, honestly, I, I really don't know. Yeah. I, I think that <sighs> seems like I had a I had a. a family member or somebody that was Episcopalian and they had some kind of, you know, what am I trying to say? Like, uh, some super kind of new agey beliefs, but I don't okay. know, but I don't know if that was just them yeah. or if that was the Episcopalian doctrine. I don't cool. know. Christ Episcopal Church in Tuscaloosa is the oldest church in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. Founded in 1828. So, 
oldest continual church. Right. So um, I would imagine they're probably a little more not liberal, you know, traditional mm-hmm. type. But I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I'm excited. I, I, about I really, it. you know what? I'm, I'm going to go out in my garage and I'm going to dig up my handbook of denominations <laughs> and I'm going to come back tomorrow with a with an explanation <laughs> with a book report sure yeah. please write it up <laughs> send it to me I see the bullet points of where they differ from Baptists yeah. so I'll know what to be like you guys are wrong on all of this yeah and cause a big scene I want to stand up during the homily <laughs> and, and declare them all heretics <laughs> Well, what do you say we ask some questions? Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. If you have some questions for us, you can head on over to our Discord server, link in the show notes, and go to the Questions, Questions, Questions sub-channel, or you can submit them straight to us from the web- website. That is earthoddity.net. We have several oh, come from the website, so we're going to go through these. Uh, first question comes from Corndog. If you had a button... <laughs> That if you press once, you pause the world and press twice to unpause it. That's it. <laughs> I feel like if I had a button, <laughs> like what would I do? You didn't have. You didn't finish the question, corn dog. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> I would. I, I honestly, I've given this a lot of thought, John. Yeah, <laughs> and you would age faster than everybody else because I assume sure. you're pausing the world. You're still aging. Yeah, I would think and so. And over the years, that adds up. Yeah, but I think I would still do it. Oh, I would definitely do. It. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. Could I only use it once, or can I like Zach Morris it and give a timeout <laughs> whenever I want to? The times I've thought about this, I think of Zach Morris in it. Yeah, but uh, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like you're just in a situation. You're like, I don't want to be here. Pause. I go to the other room. Unpause. Everybody continues to like what happened to John. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would probably use it for mischief like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would do anything noble. <laughs> I've thought of, uh, man, I would just like get off of work and then I would just pause the world sure. and just unpause it when I'm, I don't know, when I'm when I'm done. I'll tell you what, we would never lose another Iron Bowl again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, it wouldn't happen to kick six. <laughs> he would magically get tripped up. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> we would never lose another one. <laughs> All right, our next question comes from Anonymous. Okay, John, I've got a few Halloween costume questions. Oh, they're asking the perfect person. Yes. (laughs) First, what's the most memorable costume you ever had as a kid? Okay. Um, I was a monster one year. My mom made this (laughs) costume for me. It was basically like a piece of carpet draped over my shoulders Mom knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I had this mask that was weird looking. That's my most memorable costume. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah. I, I was had, a mummy one year too, which was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I had uh, my mom. She was good with a sewing machine, mm-hmm. and she sewed me a Batman costume. Nice. And it was it wasn't bad. It was yeah. pretty good. And then I remember that Christmas, our Cub Scout troop was in the 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 parade the Christmas parade yeah and she put a big giant bow on my shoulder and I was a Batman action figure <laughs> amongst a bunch of toys that our Cub Scout troop dressed up as nice there you go <laughs> second what's the best costume you've ever seen whether it's in person or online hmm what's the supermodel that is really good at it? she dressed like a worm one year 
and it was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. That that's the only thing that comes to mind. Yeah. I try to avert my eyes from all saying. Halloween stuff. <laughs> I am pumped because tomorrow night will be the first time in for ever that I've ever given out candy on a Halloween night. So all if right. you're taking a boy's trick or treating, <laughs> we'll stop by come by the long household. <laughs> I bought forty dollars worth of candy yesterday. Nice. I'm excited about it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. You know, I'm a fan of all the slutty Halloween costumes. Sure. I mean, so. how can you not be? <laughs> it's like, hard to single one out yeah. as the best. I like prostitute nurse, <laughs> prostitute witch, prostitute nun, prostitute uh, catwoman. I like them all. Yeah. Prostitute umpire. Sure. That's a <laughs> great one. Prostitute referee. Prostitute baseball player. I love them all. They're all good. They're all great. <laughs> Finally. Is it okay for adults to dress up as Halloween? No. Or for Halloween? No, it is not okay. <laughs> I do not agree with that. Yeah. I know you participate. <laughs> I don't mean to offend you. No, I actually, uh, this is going to be shocking. Okay. Uh, it's difficult to find costumes in my size. <laughs> so I don't think I've dressed up in years. Okay. For just a brief, just, I mean, just the smallest segment. We considered dressing up as Mario characters. There you go. You know, Brad was, I mean, Brad, Brad was going to do nothing. <laughs> Eli was going to be Luigi, and we were going to let Josiah be Mario. Sure. And Tara was going to dress up as Princess Peach, and I was going to dress up as Wario. Okay. Because while I may not be able to find a costume, I figured I could probably find overalls and a bright yellow shirt. Sure. But uh, but Josiah put the nicks on that. He wanted to be Tails. He wasn't willing to... To participate, oh, so okay. <laughs> so, I figure you would have went with Bowser. Well, again, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough to find a Bowser costume that'll fit me. <laughs> I got you. Which in like in the video games, Bowser's huge. Sure, right. So why can't I find a costume? Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> By the way, if you and Tiny ever happen to go to the same Halloween costume party, how funny funny would it be if Tiny went as David and you went as Goliath? <laughs> I'd have to like walk around on my knees. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think we got the roles reversed. <laughs> but I'm thinking like like cutting shoes and putting them on my knees. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> you know, to make me look like a little person. Look, the last time I wore a costume was for Tiny. Well, really for Tara. <laughs> when yeah, I dressed up like Magnum B.I. with right. a mustache. We had an 80s party. That's right. That was fun. It was fun. Next question. Next question comes from Anonymous. Do you have a scary Halloween story for the Earth audience? If not, is there anything you ever experienced that you just can't explain? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, I've talked about, I don't have a scary Halloween story. Um, you talked about the, the ghost and roly-poly before. Yeah, roly-poly, the yeah. water cutting on. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. Hearing people walk when you're down in the basement and mm -hmm. I was the only one in the store. All, I, I firmly believe there was something there. Yeah. I don't know how ghosts fit into my worldview. My, yeah, my, my worldview of, you know, you're either here or you're not. So right. I, I don't know how all that works out, but there was definitely something weird going on there. Mm -hmm. So maybe I was like near a portal to the other dimension or something. <laughs> so that's probably it. Yeah. What about you? Uh, not really, I will say, and uh, yeah, I, almost, I borderline don't want to tell this story because it's so dumb. Yeah, you know, but I will say that uh, me and Tara and our two sons were going to Lowe's here in Northport. Okay, 
And Eli, he pointed up and he said, Dad, what's that in the sky? And I looked up and it's nothing super unworldly or anything like that. There was just a black speck that was just up there. Now, okay. I don't know how high it was. I don't know how big it was. It's kind of hard to tell that kind of stuff Yeah, looking up in the air. But and I thought it was something on the glass. But then when we parked and I, we got out, it was there. Hmm. And uh, it looked almost like kind of a a bat signal type of thing. It was kind of black and it had some edges on it. Hmm. Like one side of it was kind of round, and then the other side was kind of had, you know, almost like the bottom half of a bat signal. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the airport's right there. True. So I thought it may have maybe it was something with that. And then I thought maybe it was a balloon, but it wasn't like bobbing up and down. It was just completely stationary. Hmm. And so then I thought, well, maybe it was like tethered to the ground somehow. But uh, we went into Lowe's and we did our shopping and we came back out and it was still there. And we got in the van and we drove home. And I thought about like snapping a picture or taking a video but then I was like, no, because this is going to be something super explainable, and everyone's going <laughs> to laugh at me and make fun of me. And so I didn't. I probably would have made the same decision. <laughs> yes. Like, I'll post this online, and we're like, idiot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So to this day, I believe it was probably explainable, but I don't know what it's it was. UFO is what so. it was. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, my, I got a good... Deidre and I, when we were in high school one time, got the idea that we were going to cross. Shout out to mom and dad. Mm-hmm. We we got up on our roof with water balloons. And we were <laughs> yeah. going to throw water balloons at people trick-or-treating, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were on the back side of the roof so we could throw them and then duck down and nobody would really know where they came from. It's fun for a while. And then uh, I saw a group of all my friends walking down my street I was like, we're about to, I'm about to light them up, you know? <laughs> of course. But one of them runs through the vacant lot in between my house and Ben and Georgia Styles' house, takes the ladder down so we can't get off the roof, oh, no. and they proceed to roll my yard. <laughs> With you watching. We were on the top of the roof. We were totally powerless, and we ran out of balloons real quick. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't really spooky. It was right. just funny. That's a funny story. It was good on them to do that. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there we go. My dad finally heard us stomping on the roof and everything and came out <laughs> like hollered at them, and they just scattered and ran. <laughs> of course. But they had already <laughs> rolled the yard, so. <laughs> Next question, again from Anonymous. Okay, John, seriously, does anyone actually like cotton – or, I'm sorry – does anyone actually like candy corn? Instead of waiting for Halloween, couldn't people have basically the same thing any time of the year by buying a candle, sprinkling some sugar on it, and eating that? <laughs> it has to be a big conspiracy. All those people that say they like it are just lying to us all. Is there any other Halloween candy that you think is an abomination to mankind? I love candy corn. I don't love it, but I like it. I, it's all right. It's not like my favorite candy. Halloween candy. No, it's not but, my favorite. But yeah, I don't. I don't mind it. Yeah, I, I really like all Halloween mm-hmm. candy. Um, I'm partial to the hits, you know, the Reese's right. and all that. But um, probably my all time favorite is Tootsie Rolls. I love a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> I like. Deidre does not like the. Uh, you know, they have like uh, fruit flavored Tootsie Rolls too. Okay, yeah. I like those. Deidre does not like those. I used to hate Tootsie Rolls, but I have since come around. Oh, on I love Tootsie yeah, Rolls. Yeah, I like them all right. Yeah, I love the dance. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love the candy. 
<laughs> uh, Brock's, you know, the candy company Brock's. Yeah. They, one year, I don't know if so they still do it. Brock's. Hmm? I've pronounced it Brax my whole life. <laughs> You're probably right. I don't know if I'm right or wrong. I don't I have, think I've ever heard anyone other say it. <laughs> we'll do a Twitter poll. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, uh, they made like a some kind of I don't know if they still do it, but one year they had like this premium Brax candy, like candy oh, yeah? corn. It was good. Okay, but uh, I'm down with that. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I don't like. I don't hate candy corn. It's just sugar. I mean, yeah. That's really all it is. <laughs> I don't get why people don't like it. I will say that as far as bad Halloween candy, I have no idea what this is called. But you know, like the little black and red wax paper. I do. I know. Whatever it is. They'll pull a filling out in a heartbeat. <laughs> yes. Those are I terrible. Like them. I like you them. like them? <laughs> I, I love a sweet treat. I, I don't turn down too many sweet yeah. treats. I like some sugar. We would play baseball with those when I was a kid. <laughs> Eat all the good stuff and then hit those with a bat. You know those foam, I call them foam, but they're like peanut yeah, shaped yeah. things. You know, they're orange. Circus peanuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like those. I, I like those. Them. Yeah, they're good. You don't really get them on Halloween that mm-hmm. much. But every once in a while, you'll catch a stray. Yeah. Somebody runs out of all the candy. You're making <laughs> a late night run. <laughs> and then uh, this question comes from Russell Says Go. Uh, Thank you for answering my incredibly stupid question this week. Uh, does Cajun curl go well on pimento cheese sandwich? It does. So let me give you a little tip. Here's what I do at lunch almost every day. Mm-hmm. As I get home, pop a couple of pieces of bread in the toaster, <laughs> fill up my water cup while they're toasting, get it out, spread the print from the cheese on it, sprinkle a little Cajun curl, and I eat it. I, I, I do that almost every day. Mm-hmm. So there you go for a while, <laughs> enough to where I probably have clogged arteries. So <laughs> yeah, not because of the Cajun curl, more because of the high intake of cheese. Nice. Yeah. I will say this. I don't think now, I mean, it may not be great on ice cream. Yeah. But most any like normal yeah. savory food, yeah. I haven't found anything that I don't like it on. I put it on popcorn. Yeah. It's good. I, I, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite is baked potato. Love it on a baked oh, potato. Oh, yeah. It's great on a baked potato. <laughs> Full show. Uh, you know what? I think we're going to ask one more question and we're going to save the rest for next week. But uh, this next question comes from Nicole. Would you make an EOP shirt with John's quote, nobody should have to give hand jobs to truckers for a living? <laughs> or maybe a sticker. <laughs> I may have a limited run of stickers made up just <laughs> for Nicole. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> yes, I forgot I said that. <laughs> nobody should have to. Mm-hmm. They should be able to choose to do so. Yes. But yeah, you should. But no one to. should be forced to do that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. I do it as a hobby, personally. (laughs) Just fun. (laughs) I was thinking, uh, I mean, come on. Guys have hands. Sure. You can just... You can just, you know, carry your own load, so to speak. (laughs) Well, But then what about the dudes without hands? It's like I tell Deidre sometimes, like, you know what makes this hand job a lot better? Your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I tell Sarah, you know what would make this hand job better? If you were doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes, well, I mean, not after a while. You know, Deidre's got it down. She knows what she's doing, right? (laughs) I mean, it's not... (laughs) Sometimes they'll get on a little too hard. You're like, whoa, we're not squeezing the silly putty here. All right. Uh, 
we're getting into some spicy <laughs> topics, but uh, uh, when <laughs> I was more like a dog, like you couldn't be too rough with me. <laughs> that was back in my twenties, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kids, <laughs> and my mom and dad. <laughs> Before we turn this show off, <laughs> we need to thank our patrons. <laughs> Y'all really are the best, most patient audience sure. that any podcast could have. The best. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those fine individuals are Mr. Shiny Disco Balls, Mr. Shane White, Mr. Chris Payne, The Driver, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Nicole Walter, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWheel. Seriously, thank you guys so much. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com, where we have several tiers, but the $5 tier gets you Earth ID Extended. That's an extra show that we do after this one. Sometimes it gets a little, it, it gets a little like the question <laughs> like, section. Like the last 10 week. minutes of this show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is... Patreon.com slash Earth Oddity, extend your oddity. And speaking of extensions, what we got coming up the extension today? I got another OnlyFans story to do. Okay. I'm just your I'm your source for all OnlyFans news. <laughs> I have a story about a naked professional baritone opera singer. Okay. Uh, and then I'm also might talk a little bit more about my trip. Okay. And maybe share a story about Eli's homeschool education. Beautiful. So, <laughs> Beautiful. You got anything else? Um, no, not really. I just thank everybody for listening and, like you said, being patient with us. So, <laughs> yes. Well, you've been listening to Earth Audio Podcast. We thank you so much for listening to us. No matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net, or you can just go to our website, that's earthoddity.net, and you can submit things to us straight from there. If you would like to tweet at us on X, we are at underscore earthoddity on X. We have a Instagram handle where you can go check out our show art. You can converse with John. You can try to sure. <laughs> scam him, but he's pretty, he sniffs that stuff out pretty quick. Maybe urge me to post. Remember to post. <laughs> that would be a good one. That's underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That's 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Okay, patrons, we're here. We are. In the patron show. I don't have anything exciting to talk about. I know you got stories. I've got something to talk about. But <laughs> I remembered this during the question segment of something I wanted to talk about. So let me get it out of my head, and then we'll let okay. you get into yours. <laughs>